Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. I don't know about you, but I think every year when when we start again in a new year, it's a fresh start. It's a brand new start. Do you look at it like that? I do. I look at it as a brand new start that things that have been going on, you know, that they'll, you know, they'll be cut off and new things that need to be manifested in my life and around me and around the people that I'm associated with ministry or whatever, that it's going to be a brand new start and a brand new day. And I'm thankful to the Lord that he gives us a brand new start, a fresh start, because sometimes things are not so good for us. Sometimes things are really difficult. And if we can look to the Lord and believe for that brand new day, that fresh start in Him. You know, the Bible says, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. You see, it's not the stale oil of, you know, a year ago. He said, fresh oil. I need the fresh oil in my life, don't you? And that oil is representative of the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, we're living in the last days. And the Bible says that in the last days, He's going to pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. Does that include you and me? I think so. And I'm not content with things the way that they have been. Even though I've walked with the Lord, but I want my relationship with the Lord to be deeper and stronger. And I want to know Him. I'm like Paul. I want to push on in. Oh, that I might know you and the power of your resurrection. I want to tell you tonight, there's resurrection power. Just like that raised Jesus up from the dead, there's resurrection power available in your life. There's some things that are dead tonight. There's some things that you've let die and God wants to bring his glory and that resurrection power and set you on fire. I tell you, when we walk with the Lord because we face so many things in these last days, the challenges of life, the demands of life, they're draining upon us. But I'm going to tell you, I believe that you can get that relationship with the Lord where it needs to be and receive that fresh oil, receive that outpouring of the Holy Spirit to help you, to resurrect you, to give you life. I don't think that Christians ought to be dead. Now, I don't. We don't need to act dead. We don't need to look dead. We don't need to talk dead. We need to be full of the life and energy of God. And it's going to show up on our countenance when we got the life of God in us. Now, I don't expect you to act like me, nor am I going to try to act like you. You just be who you are in Christ. But I'm going to tell you, it's going to show up on this face of yours and that countenance that can't be still when the praises of God are going on. And when it's time to lift your hands and praise the Lord, you're not sitting there like, well, let's see if you can bless me tonight. I wouldn't try to bless you. If God can't do it, I'm not going to do it. You know, sometimes that's the way we get during praise and worship. How did I get on that anyway? I just believe that when the life of God is in you, it's going to show up. 
in various ways. Again, you may not be like me and I may not be like you. I'm not trying to tell you that. But the life of God is going to be demonstrated. See, when the Holy Spirit came, the Bible says in John in the Amplified Bible that He came to bring a demonstration. Well, you know what? If He lives in you, He's going to bring some demonstrations. He's going to demonstrate to people who need courage and hope. He's going to demonstrate to a sinner that is lost. You know, I was, I was so cognizant this morning that there were people in the room when we were praising and worshiping. Did we have a great service today all the way around? And I was just so cognizant that people that were here and maybe didn't know the Lord or they didn't really have a, a, a close relationship with Him and looking at us and thinking, what in the world is this all about? See, I'm going to tell you, you've got you've to know that you're lost before you appreciate when He gives you His salvation. And some people are just living. Well, I remember when I was two years old and I asked the Lord into my heart. Well, have you brought any demonstrations that He's living in your heart? The Bible says that when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will be a witness or you will produce some evidence. See, I don't think I spent years as a Christian just, you know, maybe every now and then, you know, mention the Lord, but it would be real quietly, you know, because I was embarrassed. You know, and then when God did such a work in my life, filled me with the Holy Spirit, gave me the assurance that He was my Lord and Savior, I want to tell you, I don't do that anymore. I'll speak about Jesus. I was in a setting the other day and there were people there and I knew they didn't believe like me. But you know, I said to myself, now I'm sitting there and I just said to myself, if I'm not true to me, of the Jesus that lives on the inside of me, I don't need to be embarrassed about what they will think or if they accept it or receive it. Now, I'm not going to try to, you know, just smack someone around with the gospel. I don't, I, don't, I don't think we ought to do that. And I think you need to use wisdom when you talk for the Lord. But, you know, that day it just rose up inside of me. You know what? I am what I am by the grace of God. So I'm not going to sit here like I don't know Him or that I don't know Him in the power of His resurrection. I'm not fully, but I do know and I do understand about that resurrection power of God. And so I'm not going to act like I don't believe in healing, like I don't believe that the Holy Spirit speaks to me. And I even began to say that and I could see, you know, wow, the Holy Spirit. Yes, the Holy Spirit talks to me. He speaks to me. And you know what? If you talk to God, God will talk back to you. Unless you're too busy blabbing in your prayer time, asking for everything to never listen to Him. <laughs> well, that's straight, isn't it? But you know it's the truth, don't you? You know, and I've talked about this before. We go into our prayer time and, and, and you know, well, God, I need this. And I need you to do this for that one. And, and, and would you give me this? And, and would you help me do that? You know, and then we jump up. From our, you know, being on our knees in our pious position of praying, jump up and say, well, okay, God, see you tomorrow, same time, same place. And all the time God's saying, no, come back here. I've got something to say to you. You know, God has really done me that way before. I remember one night I was in here praying. And I'd just been praying and interceding on a, a Saturday night for the service the next day. 
And, and you know, I, I, I spent time and praying in the Holy Spirit and praying for the needs, uh, you know, of the people and that God would move in just a wonderful way, you know, when we came together in a certain, doesn't he? He's, he just shows off, doesn't he? Our God is an awesome God, that's for sure. You know, and so I was doing that. I had a good prayer time. It was good. I mean, a good prayer time. You know, sometimes whether I feel it or not, it, it's fruitful. You know what I'm saying? It's not all in how you feel. Sometimes you don't feel anything. But that night, I just felt like, you know, that, that was good. You know, God, we got somewhere tonight. We accomplished something tonight. And so, you know, I was just happy and, and, and you know, started to go out the door. And all of a sudden, I was arrested you know what I mean? I mean, it was like the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, hey, I'm not through talking. And that's exactly the way it was. And I mean, I froze in my tracks for a minute. And I said, okay, God, I know that's you. And you know what I did? Now, I didn't have to do this, but I did it. I went right back to the place where God was speaking to me and I stood there to wait. Okay, God, what do you want to say? Well, see, some people think that, think that is flaky. But see, God speaks by the Holy Spirit in your spirit if you're open to it, if you'll listen. Now, some, And see, I'm not talking about the Holy Spirit speaks in a way that I have to manufacture what the Holy Spirit says. I'm not talking about that. I meet people that way all the time. And if you know, if you, know, if you do what we do, in, in pastoring, you meet people that are, you know, God said, do this, and the next day, no, he, he didn't. He made a mistake. He, said, he meant for me to do that. Well, see, that's not God. I'm not talking about things like that. I'm talking about that God will speak to you in a practical way about your life. You know, I, I, just even recently, I was, um, I was getting ready to speak somewhere, and I, ju- I just felt like, the Holy Spirit was saying, I want you to turn to this book, to this chapter, and to this verse. And I saw it in my spirit. I saw that, you know? And I just turned right over there, and it was right in line with what, you know, I felt like I had been prompted to up to that point to, to look into, to share with whoever I was going to be with at the time. And see, the Holy Spirit speaks to us, not flaky things that do not matter, but he speaks to us practical wisdom and insight from the heart of God. God's got things that he wants you to know. You remember when I I told you a few moments ago about the Holy Spirit said, hey, I'm not through with you yet when I was praying over here. Came back and stood in that place. And God spoke to me prophetically about something that was going to happen in the future, and in, a, in less than a week, because I wrote it down. When God speaks like that, I write it down. I wrote it down, and it happened, and I came back and showed it to, to Eddie. I said, now I want you to look at this, and dated the date that was on there. The Holy Spirit speaks. You see, God wants us to be alive in Him. He wants us to be alive and walking in the Holy Spirit. And as we start the year of 2009, here we are, you know, a few weeks into it, let's make a decision that we're going to walk with the Lord. We're going to talk with the Lord. We're going to hear the Lord. We're going to do what He tells us to do. And you know, we're going to get our lives back on track. 
I pray for this church all the time that we would live as individuals, not just for you. I pray it for me and for Eddie and, and for everyone here. I pray that we would live holy and separated lives unto the Lord. Not a little bit of sin, a little bit of Holy Ghost. You see too much of that in these last days. And I'm going to tell you, God's going to rip the cover off of that stuff. If we don't deal with it, He'll deal with it. Now that's scary to me. I'd rather deal with it myself than it be exposed to everybody. If there's something going on in my life, I want to get it right. Amen? And so that's what I'm saying. We have a new day. We have a brand new, fresh start in the Lord. And so what we want to do, we want to make sure that we're focusing on what God says is important in our life. And what are those things? There's two things in particular. And you, I mean, you know, when I say it, oh yeah, the Word of God. We need to be focused in on the Word of God. There are so many things in this world to pull us to the left and pull us to the right and get us off track, get us believing things, uh, you know, that are doctrines of devils, believing like the world believes, seeing like the world sees. There's so many things there to pull us. And if we get in the Bible, that steadfast, unmovable Word of God is there to keep us stable. The Bible says, be well balanced. Your adversary, the devil, roams about seeking whom he may devour. We've got to be balanced in our life, okay? So what does that mean? A little bit of doubt, a little bit of, you know, unbelief, and then a little bit of faith? No, that's not what it means. It means balanced on the Word of God. You know, some people, they get so far out here in the Spirit that they're no good to anybody. And then other people, you know, they're so far out in the flesh and looking at things through the world's eyes and that kind of thing. And that's no good either. We got to be well balanced because the devil is seeking whom he may devour. Gulp up. Cause problems in your life. So we need to be well balanced. And, and one way is on the Word of God. And then a second priority in our life needs to be prayer. Now, you may not spend two or three hours a day in prayer. I don't, and I'm not going to lead you to believe that I do. Even though I feel like that God has put a call on my life for prayer, and there are times that I get in prayer, and I see things in the Spirit, I hear things by the Spirit, and God even spoke once to me. Now, see, I'm telling you something, not to be flaky, this, this is the truth. God spoke to me in 1979. See, I didn't say that He speaks to me every five minutes, giving me new direction and new visions. This was in 1979. I had been in a time of prayer and fasting. Eddie and I had, uh, and, and the church started in 1978, so that tells you we were new. We better pray and fast at that time. We needed help! <laughs> and so... I think it was like a three-day fast that we had been on, and we came to the end of it. We went out to dinner. You know, you're starving by that time. So we went out to dinner, had a great dinner, came back in. And, why, well, even before we got in, in the car, it was just like the wind of the Spirit blew in. And I'm not kidding. It was just like whoosh. 
And the Spirit of God was in that car with us. So when we went in the house, Eddie had his study downstairs. He went downstairs to be with God. Well, I went upstairs to the bedroom to be with God. I knelt down at the end of that bed and honest to goodness, this is the truth. God knows it's the truth. I looked over in the corner of that bedroom and I saw a being that was there and it was huge. The knees were, you know, like far up, which meant that he was a tall dude and big. And I saw gold. I want to tell you, I got so scared. Now you say, woman of faith. Yeah, I was a woman of faith at that time. I got up and ran out of that room. <laughs> My God, what is this? It has come into my bedroom. Well, it took a little while, but God spoke to me and he told me, he said, I have sent an angel to help you in prayer. Now, it took a little while for me to understand that and get that insight that it was an angel that had come to help me in prayer. So when I say that I know God, you know, has me in this ministry, a, a position that is in prayer. And there's no doubt, even though I don't spend, you know, two or three hours a day in prayer, I don't do that. I, I try to pray consistently and I, you know, a lot of times I don't even do that. I, I, you know, I get disappointed in myself. You ever get disappointed in yourself? But, you know, I know that that's something that God wants me to do. Well, so that was a special assignment he gave me. But that special assignment is in addition to the assignment that I have as a believer to be a person of prayer and fellowship with the Lord. Now, in prayer and fellowship with the Lord, it's not just for me. There are times, you know, there's different kinds of prayer, and you all know that. I'm not really going to get into that tonight. But there's praying for yourself and your family. And then there's interceding and praying and standing in the gap. We hear that in charismatic circles, standing in the gap. All of us are called to do that. All of us are called to pray for our president. You say, well, I didn't vote for him. It doesn't matter whether you did or not. He's the president. He's pres, and we better pray because he's going to need it. <laughs> and so as Christians, we do what we need to do. So, well, and you may be sitting here and you may be thinking, well, I'm a Christian, but I don't ever pray for the president. I don't ever pray for leaders. Okay, then fresh new start, 2009. Because that is our responsibility. It's our responsibility to intercede. We should be praying for one another, praying with all prayer, praying with what that really means in Ephesians, praying with all different kinds of prayer, interceding. You should be praying for your church. You should be praying for the leadership of this church. Do you know what? We, we have to live right. We have to do right. We need to be led by the Holy Spirit. We need to have holy separate. Well, you know, Pastor King and Pastor Nora, they, you know, you think we're perfect? And do you think ministers that have fallen had a plan to fall into sin and fall and fail? You see, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not telling you that we're there or we're tempted or whatever. I'm just telling you anybody in leadership is a target. And so you may be here tonight, and this is not even your church, but you need to pray for your spiritual leadership as well as the political arena. We need to be praying there. And God knows we need to pray for our family and our home, but, you know, for the most part, usually we'll get that down. 
But then we don't take it any further. But God wants us to stand in the gap. He wants us to make a difference. And I've said this many times. But uh, one man of God many years ago said, it seems like God will do nothing except a man would pray. So what does that mean? That means that God, through Jesus Christ, gave us a way and a means to make a difference in this earth. Jesus overcame Satan, stripped of him of his power and authority, and gave it to the church. Jesus is the head, we are the body, and the devil is under our feet. If you read Ephesians, you can find out about that. Chapter number 1. And so we need to take that place of authority. We need to have that place of authority. And we need to be intercessors. And we need to stand in the gap and make up the hedge for others. We can make a difference if we pray. I've heard people say, well, I prayed and it didn't make any difference. Well, that's not true. If you prayed in faith, because that's how God's going to hear your prayer. It's going to be in faith. God is rewarder of those who diligently seek Him, and He hears those who pray in faith, who talk to Him in faith. Faith moves God. Faith moves the mountain. And so if you pray, you may not see anything. I may not realize anything, but I believe devils are trembling. When God's people take their position of prayer, you may not look like a you know, a a strong person at all. But in the spirit, you are strong. When the devil looks at you, he doesn't see some little weakling. He sees Jesus. He sees the power of the Holy Spirit if you're in him and he's in you. Amen. Amen. R.A. Torrey said this, Prayer is the key that unlocks all the storehouses of God's infinite grace and power. All that, God, all that God is and all that God has is at our disposal. How? Through prayer. Through the means of prayer that God has given. You know, I remember years ago I read about, uh, this was in a secular magazine, and they were talking about, is there power in prayer? Does prayer make a difference? And they began to do a survey, and they, um, you know, on this survey, it dealt with people who prayed and people who didn't and the results that came. And the results that came through the people who prayed were significantly more and positive. And so prayer does make a difference, and even science can pick it up. So we, we're spiritual, you know, we're spiritual. We should know that and we should practice it. You can change situations. You can change governments. You can change a culture in a church. I remember I heard this story about a church in a certain city. And in this city, um, the churches could never do anything for the Lord. They would, you know, get to a certain place and then there would be division and strife and flare-ups and they would turn on their pastors and the pastors would get upset with the congregations. And so nothing, in this, in this one particular church, it was absolutely a mess. And you know what they did, the pastor did? He called a time of prayer and fasting. And he got before the Lord and began to fast and God spoke to him and he said, you know what? 
You need to love these sheep. You need to love them. You've got to correct that on the inside of you. And if you'll start loving them, and I'll, I'm going to begin to move, and I'm going to begin to speak in this body to individuals, and all the strife and the conflict and the division and the cliques that are here, I'm going to begin to deal with it because it is that principality and power that operates here. And so they did. They prayed and they fasted. And it, am I going to say like this? It changed? No. It was, you know, just a period of time. But building upon building upon building, the Holy Spirit began to do a work. And he changed that church. He changed the complexion and the culture of that church. And before you knew it, they were growing. They were getting new people in. And before that wasn't happening, they were emptying out the pews. And so prayer and fasting makes a difference. And so I'm saying that to say if we see things around us in our families, on our job, in our church, in our nation or whatever, we can make a difference and understand that prayer is the key that, like R.A. Torrey said, that unlocks the storehouses of God. Not just the storehouse, the storehouses. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.